I am a thief. There are various thieves now and then, but I'm a little different from them. It's not about stealing money. I have no interest in antique jewelry or other valuable art. I am a thief. Stealing sound. Greetings, listener! Today's program will be about the album Plagiarism by Yuroshika. For your ease of listening, we have four options for your full enjoyment experience. Options 1 through 4 as followed. Listen to the album beforehand. Listen to the album in tandem with the program. Listen to it afterwards, or don't listen at all. Each option is perfectly fine to fully experience the music and story. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to the hyperfixation where my friends come onto my show and tell me about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes so I can acquire an approximate knowledge of many things. My name is Roma. I use the they and them pronouns and I am joined today by Blackwas. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby. I am back. I was allowed to return after uh, already having talked for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, Marn's going to come back after that three-hour Blazeball episode, so nice. I don't know when, but eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so just just in case, because I know not everybody listens to all of the episodes, uh, just a quick recap. So the last time you were on this, ep- on this show, you talked to me about Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, yes. Union Cross. It yes. was beautiful. Um, it was. I think about it a lot and I'm always if the if the moment ever calls for it, I will say we are all Xehanort <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> it's a good bit. Or um what was it? There was something and I was like, Oh, it was in the Pokemon stream that we had recently and I'm just sitting there staring at it. I'm like, that looks like Keyblade armor. It's like one of the Pokemon <laughs> from the new uh Pokemon game. But it lives with me. It, nice. I'm, every, I'm glad every to hear. Episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're doing a big departure from the previous uh, content that you and I have spoken about. So it's definitely not Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Um, but this is the second type of episode w- uh, about music because we did a music episode with Kingdom a couple episodes ago. And I didn't know how I was going to go about with int- with talking about music on this podcast and it's been very interesting to like sort of carve out that path because at least with the last episode that music was had no copyright so you know they had their own record label so we were able to put the music into the show 
But this episode, we are not. And with the last one, I went in completely blind. I knew nothing about the music, the album, nothing. And I found I learned about the story and then heard the songs. And I was like, oh, my goodness, it was it was an ethereal experience. But this time you and I decided to go the other way around where I would listen to the songs in advance. And but they're all in Japanese, (laughs) which. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's good to mention. It's a Japanese (laughs) album. Yes. So I uh, obviously I don't speak Japanese. I'd like to. I know that you, Plakwas, have been learning how to uh, speak Japanese for a while now. So you're a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Like you, you understand the nuances, especially of of all the words that they're saying, rather yeah. than so, you know. So, like I'm, I'm not that great yet, and songs are really difficult because they tend to like switch words order words order up, and they tend to use more like. Like there's common language and then there's like more uncommon and more poetic language and stuff and songs tend to use the latter and I don't really uh, know that yet. So for it, it's difficult for me to, but it, it's what you mentioned with the nuances. It's very much looking at like translations of um, songs and I noticed this today where I look at the Japanese or I hear the Japanese and I look at a translation that I just... YouTube captions is giving or something. Um, and I think like, huh, I would have translated that differently. Or it's like, I mean, Japanese as a language is difficult to to translate. And these songs, like we'll, we'll get into it, but like these songs are difficult to translate. So it's very much also a part of like your personal interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? I, it does make sense because I know like uh, there's like the artist Eve, a lot of their they have this one. I don't remember the songs called off the top of my head, but uh, at the end of the video, like throughout the, the lyrics, the translator put little asterisks next to the, I the think phrase. I know exactly which one you mean. Where it's in the laundromat, the one in the laundromat, right? Yeah. Yeah, so at the very end, it was like very quickly like, oh, this is what, this is the explanation of the translation. But I've never been able to pause it and like read through it. But it's like, ah, okay, so it is not always easy to do a one-to-one translation and really get that full deep meaning out there. Yeah. It's been, uh, oh, we didn't even say what album we're talking about today. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, Yorushka, my favorite, al- my favorite artist. Uh, their album uh, "Plagiarism," which I don't know, sounds interesting. I, yeah, I wasn't really sure. Like, what are the? I, that was the first thing I was trying to figure out. I was like, what are they plagiarizing? And I just assumed, <laughs> off the bat, that they were uh, talking about plagiarizing music, like yeah, you, uh, that they were going to do a bunch of different kinds of music through the whole thing. And that's just where my brain went. Okay, but um, which is sort of true. Like I, I have a lot of notes where it's just like, okay, like this one's a jump from the last song. This feels more like this, which is not what their songs usually sound like. So there is jumps, but it's not enough to say that it's like they're going through all the different genres like I thought they were going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to get into that because, of course, I know like the story uh behind it and like the meaning of it all and um but it's it's funny because i tend to just listen to music and then later at some random point just look up the lyrics and then be like oh so that's what it's about um so for me this was like last month i i first 
started diving deep into this album after already having listened to like the songs on it so often and it's only recently that i've learned what it all means so oh you know that made me realize something i did that with the one piece movie <laughs> what? I, with the, the film red i listened oh. to the song to to otto's music uh, I wouldn't read that. I told myself I'm not going to spoil myself. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to look at the music videos. I'm not going to read the translations. I'm just going to jam out because her music's amazing. I love her. To which when I went to see the movie in theaters, me already knowing all of the songs, now seeing what they really meant, what the like, you know, in the context of the movie, yeah. in the context of the plot of who uh her character is i was like oh my god i, I so have cool. to say that it was incredible to, to to be like in a movie theater and because like i i binged those songs i knew them basically from heart and oh it was incredible oh loved it i thought it was so funny because i i knew the songs beforehand so i was like oh yeah dot music i have no idea what that means but like then in one of the trailers i think they mentioned it, and I was like, wait, the title of this song is, like, important for the lore? <laughs> I know. Ah, I, we need to talk about Film Red yeah. after this, because, uh... uh. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> Season three, let's go. <laughs> That's enough time, so it's not spoiler anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're already on so many tangents. <laughs> so many tangents. Hey, I mean... It's, I've, there's a lot of things to be excited about, um, but I've got my notes, and so I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to approach this, because um, are you looking at going this song by song uh, in well, the album order? or I have my, my own notes, so I wanted to go for uh, a bit of an introduction about uh, Yodushka themselves, like who okay. they are, um, what their whole deal is. Um, and there is like, we have this album, Plagiarism, and um, what they like to do when they release an album is do something funny with it. So with their first mm -hmm. two albums, um, there was this whole like uh, story of two people. Um, and with the first album, the story of one person was told through um, a box of letters. So if you bought the like limited edition deluxe version of uh, the album, you also just got a box with random letters. Hmm. And through those, you would have to piece together a story. And then the second album was connected to that. And you got a diary with like all kinds of diary entries. Um, mm -hmm. With plagiarism, um, they just wrote an entire novel. It's like 150 pages or something. Um, Oh my and gosh. So like there is 150 pages of a uh, plot that's connected to the album but yeah. Wait, so this album that we listened to today has a whole novel attached yes, to it. Yes. It does. Oh. <laughs> <I'm> so fine. <laughs> oh my and God. it's in and it's incredible. There's an entire like translation of it. So I did read it. But I I Ooh. I want to talk about Yoriska themselves then give like a short summary of the, that novel. Mm -hmm. And then we can just talk about the songs. I have notes on all of the songs, and there is sort of a story to tell from the start to the finish. But we can also just go through whatever songs. 
Okay, cool. Well, let's see. I've got timer ready. Are you ready to 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 go through the novel or to go uh, talk about the artist and then yes. get into the novel and then the songs? I'm ready. Perfect. All right, and start. So we have uh, Yorishka. They are a Japanese music duo. So there is uh, Nabuna. He is the writer and the producer. I don't know if you're into Vocaloid at all, but he used to be I like do. a super popular Vocaloid producer a few until a few years back. That's cool. He's kind of the mastermind behind uh, Yurishka, and at one point he was like, I want to convey more emotion through a human voice. Uh, and he sort of stumbled upon the limits of Vocaloid. So that's when he started working together with uh, Sui, which is the uh, singer of Yurishka. Mm -hmm. They started working together and made like the whole Yurishka brand together. We don't really know anything about Sui's past. Like we know that Nabuna, we know Nabuna's previous work, but for Sui, it's like she just appeared out of nowhere. That's pretty cool, though. They are kind of known for their secrecy as well, so no one really knows their identity and what they look like. In one of the earlier albums, it sort of explained that Nabuna, I think it was in an interview or something, not really sure, but like Nabuna believes that uh, they as people don't really matter that much to the music that they make and they want fans to listen without like prejudice. Yeah. it's It, it, it happens more often in like in Japan with uh, different artists. I think Eve is like that too. You mentioned them before. Hmm. I'm not sure if we know what he looks like. I think I can appreciate that, like uh, especially with the issue of your internet footprint and yeah. like what you leave behind. Like if there's nothing else that they can judge you upon, they can look at your work. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Objectively, you know, like. Yeah. And I can appreciate that, especially if you want to keep your peace and not be like bothered when you're going out in existing life like yeah. as a normal person yeah exactly and and Nabuna also just believes that it's like sort of um important for people not to like his music because they like him uh but yeah yeah that they like his music um and it yes it, it's sort of the question if like where does the artistic value of your music come from like, does it come from the marketability of you as a person or in how well you interact with people online and how funny you are? Or is it like objectively what you say, the music? It's, it's, also, it's also a theme in a lot of their like stories. Uh, we will probably encounter it today as well. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the concept of separating the art from the artist and what makes music valuable. What I say... It's it's like good background to know because Nabuna really likes to like self-insert his own not not really his own person, but like his beliefs and yeah, his 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 ideas into mm -hmm. the music that they make. So I appreciate that. That's good. Yeah, I I, I think it's good and I, I have some ending thoughts on that once we're through with this entire journey, but um before I get into the novel, there's of of course it's like been fan translated, so there's no like actual like English. So I want to thank uh, Lofer, 
for providing the world with like a full analysis of the whole album and like translations for all of the songs. Uh, I use those a lot and I read through everything, I think twice. Um, and then for translating the novel, uh, Cap C Zero, They Leave Shadows and Zepnet uh, translated that. I, w- I would provide like a link with all of the sort of important stuff for this album uh, in the Discord. So if anyone wants to look at like the analysis and the translations and everything. Yeah. So the novel. So we have a main character who is unnamed. All the characters are unnamed in the, the novel. There are not a lot of characters. So um, he's a man probably in his late 20s, early 30s. And um, his wife passed away an unspecified amount of time ago, but probably a few years. Um, mm-hmm. He's a musician and he sees his own way of making music as plagiarism. So what he explains in the novel is that he records a lot of sounds that he encounters during the day. So he goes to a store and they play a song. He just has this recorder on him and he records the song. And he does that with everything. His entire day consists of like recording sounds. And then he makes music by like partly sampling, but also just taking the song apart and using like um, notes, chord progressions and melodies to make new songs. He calls it plagiarism, but from what I understand, that's just how music is made. Yeah. Um, And that's also sort of one of the themes that the novel and the album are like asking you, like, does creativity exist and can you make something entirely new or is everything just sort of plagiarized from things that are already made? Hmm. I'm having a moment because there's what I thought that the plagiarism meant and I was like, well, I am nowhere close. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. I like that. (laughs) So the plagiarist has been doing this for a while and he has gotten like really successful through commissions and now he has uh, a big job. He can make the theme song for a big international sports event. It's never clearly stated, but it's pretty obviously the Tokyo Olympics because this album was released in the summer of uh, 2020 when the Tokyo Olympics were supposed to be. So um, he's commissioned to make this theme for it and it's going to be his international success. So he gets interviewed for this and he is planning to expose himself as a plagiarist during this interview. For why he wants to do this, we will get there. But the novel sort of progresses, it, it, it's split in two, so one half of the novel is kind of um, fragments of this interview where you kind of get to know his past and his motivations. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other half is things that happen around that time. Um, he meets a boy who reminds him of his wife because they have like the same eyes. Um, and we get to know like a lot about the plagiarist his life and his history and his feelings towards his wife through his interactions with this boy and through the interview. And ultimately what he wants to do is he wants to expose himself so he can be free of this fake music that he makes for commissions because he kind of hates it. He hates that he has to sort of pander to the international audiences and um, make music to to gain money instead of making it 
from his own artistic uh, expression, if that makes sense. Yeah. So his his whole idea is that origin. He says this in like the prologue, like originality does not exist. That's his take on the whole um, theme at hand. Like he he says creativity does not exist, and everything has been made before, and everything is just copies. But he wants to make something that's of his own. So that's his dilemma. And he believes that um, sort of exposing himself and sort of making himself the villain and hated by showing people that all this music that he made was copied uh, is sort of his own super dramatic masterpiece. That's... Do you still follow? I am following and... There's, I'm having, as an artist, but as a visual artist and not an instrumental artist, like, I'm having, I'm having a moment because I completely understand the energy of like, you know, this pose has been done a thousand times, uh, this art style, like, is it really mine or did I see somebody else's and really liked it and tried to copy it, you know? Yeah. Um, and to just come out and say like, uh. I guess the equivalent of like, oh, I'm a plagiarist and I just, you know, pulled music from every grocery store I went to in the past three months <laughs> or, you know, a concert that I went to and I just pulled it apart and mashed it together. Like, uh, there's a level of, I could see where like people who don't understand the creative process would be like, oh, you're a thief, you're terrible. Yeah. And then there's the other part of me that's like, but we all do that. Yeah. In one way or another. So it's like, I'm not really mad at you. and But th it's still very, like, theatrical and beautiful. And I can I could see where his mindset's at. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for this journey. <laughs> yeah. And, and Nabuna wrote this novel, apparently. And, like, um, he's, he's sort of making it in such a way that the plagiarist is not really a plagiarist. Because, like, music is just made. You, you start with a melody or a chord progression. And every chord progression has been used a million times already. That's not plagiarism. That's just what music is. Um, yeah. So he purposefully like walks that line to sort of make the reader uh, think about that. Uh, so we have this plagiarist who's kind of a bitter man and he wants to expose himself and he uh, believes that creativity is dead. However, there's this like bigger motive that he has and that is of course uh his wife died and he's very sad about that and music to him and creating things is so linked to his memories of his wife and he can't move on so part of destroying his career in this way is also destroying his music and by extension destroying the memories of his wife so that he can move on and be free from this grief that follows him. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Baby, and no. That's kind of what all of the songs in this album are about. About his progression through being a bitter old man to sort of coming to peace with the past and with his memories. The novel, on the other hand, is more direct about, like... Uh, this is uh, the man and this is what he does and um, this is what happens. So the novel is more like straightforward, which is kind of how novels have to be, I guess. 
uh, and the songs are more like poetic and open to interpretation. But in the yeah. end, like he, he he goes through with this plan to expose himself, and it depends how you look on it. If you can really say that he succeeded from like being free from the the grief that follows him. Um, but that's that's sort of a really short summary of the of the of the story. That is, I did not anticipate that being the backstory <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I mean, especially uh, like I don't uh, I don't know if the listener is going to listen to the whole playlist beforehand or stop at some point and be like, I need to listen to this before I continue. <laughs> but uh, uh. Do we so the singer identifies as she her correct? Uh, from or as far what as we're I aware, know, yes. Okay, yeah. so it's you know we got this very femme uh, singer for this whole album. So especially me not knowing about this novel, I'm like, oh, this whole time I thought it was from like a young woman's perspective. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, which and, one and of the there we reach another like really interesting point about the Japanese language is. Um, it's it's kind of gendered and kind of don't, but like what they do in some of the songs is have uh, some of the um, some of the sentences end with like a particle, and that is to show that it's like a feminine sentence that it's probably said by uh, a woman, mm-hmm. and others are not. So it's sort of creates this conversation between him and his wife for example oh my goodness and and that's of course you don't hear that with just like a fan voice but yeah that's like one of the layers that is in the song because of the language you know i feel like one of the lyrics that i did get to read in english sounded like she was singing about another girl and i was like oh lesbians but now that you're <laughs> now that i know this i'm like oh so it's from the dude's perspective that like that tracks <laughs> unfortunately like yoreshka kind of they go for this theme more often of sort of like tragic love that's what the whole other two albums are about and mm-hmm. this novel i think yeah, the novel uh, sort of confirms some sort of um, reincarnation. It's it's Ugh. like they're they are kind of reincarnations of the people of those other two albums. Um, but unfortunately, it's all like pretty um, heterosexual. Yeah, you know that I saw a TikTok the other day, and it's just like, give me more queer content because all this heterosexual love drama could all be fixed with communication. Give me some more yeah. complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's still. I think I still find it really compelling because it's it's deep. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's there's definitely. there's uh, especially uh, I was listening to um i forgot which song it was no i was going through my list my read through of the lyrics um of in english because i listened to it one time just as is without understanding any of it and the second time i was going through the lyrics and i think it was the bomb song Mm -hmm. uh okay (laughs) yeah yeah uh, but at the same time, Near Automata is playing in the background. It was this girl's like first playthrough, and um, I f- 
Near Automata has been out for a while. I'm going to spoil it. So uh, 9S is stabbing <laughs> Tubi in the chest. Oh, no. <laughs> like repeatedly as I'm reading the lyrics for this bomb uh. song. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> And you know your girlfriend's playing through this game right now, so you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking like, about. Like with you know, he's like, "Don't touch my memories of her," and then he's like, "Ah, I was, oh my!" And I'm telling this to Tony, and Tony's uh, like, "Oh my god, that's rough." Yeah, my heart. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, oh. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go like song by song through sort of the plot? Um, I think. It, yeah, if that's the if that's the consecutive order of the the story of the album, because I know sometimes like maybe it'll jump or whatever. But if yeah, if because yeah. I got it, I because I can't read Japanese. I just wrote song one, song <laughs> two. <laughs> I yes. have the Japanese and the English in front of me for the titles. So perfect. So one thing about the the whole plagiarism uh, theme is that they do heavily. Sort of the plagiarist loves classical music. So there are a lot of like parts of classical pieces in this uh, album. And immediately like the first track, that's just the instrumental track. It like introduces a lot of themes. So the opening is a part of apparently like all... I read this through like the uh, analysis document from Lofer. But apparently the opening part's like a modified part of Greek's uh, morning mood which is super famous. I didn't think I know it knew it until I like listened to it and then I was like, "Huh. Interesting." Yeah, it's um, got big time lo-fi jazz energy. It's very jazzy this this album. Yeah, and I and, think And that's interesting because that's not Yorushka's normal style. Um so part of this is also the whole creativity thing and like who cares what the context of a song is if you like it. Like if it's a banger, who cares what the the story behind it is? It's kind of oh the my- theme as well. Um, it's it's I I read like speculation that maybe it's Nabuna's way of saying, of of reacting to people who criticize Yurishka for like always making the same song. You know, he's like, who cares if it's always a banger? I'm having I'm pogging out right now. I'm pogging. Do you listen to a lot of lo-fi jazz? No. (laughs) Okay, so I listen to a shit ton of lo-fi jazz. Like, the the year before last, I was the number one listener, or one of the top listeners for uh, the artist Japan, but, like, the A's are the little up carrots, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then the year after that, it was the lo-fi artist Evie, and this year it was a different artist, but um, I listen to a shit ton of lo-fi jazz. And it's a lot of it is, uh, you know, it's it's jazz. It's very calm, really chill. But a lot of the times they have some sort of a, what's the word? When you, a sample, they have a ton of samples yeah. from other people's work in there. And so with the title of the album being plagiarism, um, you could argue that this very good genre of music, which is lo-fi jazz, is something that you could make. Any kid with a computer in their garage could make lo-fi jazz, you know, yeah. by sampling out. And so I'm like, oh, that fits with the title of the album so yeah, well. No, that totally ex- tracks. I'm pogging exactly right now. That's <laughs> exactly what the plagiarist is like talking about. He's like, all those samples, you know, that's all just, you're stealing music. That's pretty cool, though. You're stealing sound. <laughs> ah! 
stop screaming. But that's uh, no, no, we'll get there at the end. But yeah, that's that's like the okay. first track. Later, <laughs> it gets to like a piano uh, part that's like the Moonlight Sonata again, super famous classical music. Uh, and the Moonlight Sonata is important for the plot of the novel as well. Um, and for the rest, you can hear in the first instrumental that it's kind of like pieced together from different sounds and you hear glass shattering. Again, this is like plot relevant, but like you hear that it's almost like a patchwork kind of uh, piece. And uh, that's sort of an introduction to how the plagiarist works with taking pieces of songs. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. I'm so excited. And then I we get this like that this plagiarism theme returns with with samples and stuff. So you know, like the first actual track, um, I posted like a link from uh, how many years ago is it? Like 16 years ago, I think. Hey, yo. I don't know if just thinking it's like a famous musician or something. I have no idea. Around the 10 second mark, he starts just doing this like sick guitar. Um, I don't know what it's called because I'm not into music that much, like in the theory. Um, but like Nabuna made like the, is it a melody? Is it like the, the bass line, I think, of, of, this, of this first song? Um, yeah, that sounds Based right. on what Justin King is doing here. So when you listen to the two side by side, you definitely hear the inspiration. So that's really that's cool. Fun. That's super fun. It's called Daytime Thief, the um the song. And uh it's like a again, it's plot relevant in the novel. Um this was the, the plagiarist actually was a thief in the past. So uh, he was poor and he had no money and he lived on the street, basically. So this burglar met him and was like, hey, you're going to help me. And they did this specific scheme where like they would you, he would like focus on one person and learn all of their like rhythms and habits. And then during the day when they were gone to work or doing the groceries, they would break in their house and like steal stuff the song oh is goodness. pretty like it's pretty rough it's like envious jealous bitter the plagiarist is basically like angry at the world right he's yeah he's upset one lyric is he says i just want to look at the boring things and that's an interesting one because uh repeatedly in this album he views his relationship with his wife as boring and then not in like a negative sense per se, but more like it's in the simple things, right? When you're yeah, in the health, little things. It's the little things that matter. And you might look back at it and think like, wow, that was boring, but you were doing it with the person you love. So his his whole feelings towards his wife is like our relationship was boring. I'm pogging again. Const- oh he constantly says that. Um Another lyric is like, all of the night is what I want. And that's like night metaphor. It's like heavy and whole of Yurishka, basically. The Yoru part of their uh, name means night. Um, mm-hmm. So Yorushika, Shika can be there, but it's also like a grammar point to mean like only. So it's kind of like only the night. But in this album specifically, like the night and day 
the, the cycle of the day, so like sunset and um, the night and then sunrise again and then the day, they are all like important themes, but especially mm-hmm. the night and the night can be like really beautiful and it can be cozy with your person of choice, uh, but it can also be dark, cold and lonely without them. So that's sort of the duality of this metaphor. Basically, the man just misses his wife. That's the summary of the whole album. <laughs> um, and then one lyric that especially hurts is like, even though I want to forget my chest hurts, I want it because it's nothing special. So he's talking about this boring relationship with his wife. And then he's saying like, I don't want it because it's like this special thing. I want it because it's nothing special, because it's boring. I, you know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm pogging out because I hear, I hear this man and I get it and I understand 100%. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna, how do I, mm, I have words. So for me and Tony, I am 100% in love with this man. Like I, I, he's got me forever. And I thought about it at, at the end, towards the end of the album in the last two songs, especially with those music videos. And I was yeah. like, I've known Tony for 10 years. I've known Tony since high school. And so there's some qual, and I'll, I'll touch more on it when we get there, but you know, there's some qualities of that of like, yeah, when we were in high school, you know, I, I didn't see him like that, but he was, he, he asked me out in high school and I said, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we both agreed like, yeah, we were not ready for each other at that point. Like we would have fucked it up. You know, we had a lot of growing up to do. So then, you know, time goes by. And then two years ago, which would have been eight years later, uh, I was like, oh shit, actually like, I like all the I like all the things about this man. I like all the things about, you know, how I feel and how I'm treated and it's the basic little things. Yeah. That meant the world to me. Like I've I I'm a hoe. I've dated a lot of people in my life. I've dated like 30 people in my life. So, you know, some more seriously than others. Mm-hmm. And to finally be in a relationship where I like how do you put in a song where it sounds so ethereal and majestic and like wow and like top tier that uh we can look at each other and be like I know you don't want to get out of bed so I'm going to go to the convenience store real quick and get us Red Bulls and come back so you don't have to get up. Like that to me is romance 100%. That's beautiful. <laughs> but it's so boring, it's so dumb. <laughs> I'm tearing up because that's beautiful on the, the, the one hand. And on the other hand, it's sort of like exactly what Yorishka, their music, sort of brings out in me. It's exactly what it makes me feel. And it, it's wild because when I first heard like one of their songs, um, I had no idea. I wasn't even like learning Japanese back then. And, and I heard that song without knowing what a single word in it meant. And I felt it like exactly what what they meant with it like specifically and then i went to look up the lyrics and i was like holy shit this is this is scarily detailed what i was feeling I at that moment i just I know, right? felt it you know and their music just it it makes me feel like really deeply towards the point that other artists like my they are my favorite artists um no other artist makes me feel deeply like they do 
I could see that. I could appreciate. Like I've all, I've known this artist for two days, but if something ever happened to him, I would, I'll kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> so like, it, it, I, I'm glad you also like feel that. 100%. Anyway, the second song is called Prostitution. Uh, that that title <laughs> fucked me up, man. I was like, what are they talking about? I, I was I mean, wondering if if you like had seen that that was the title. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Did did you did you like um, recognize the how do you call it the chord progression? I did not. Wait, wait! I know that. What is that from? <laughs> Roma, have you ever heard of the song "Hit the Road Check"? <gasps> no, I <wait>, really. <laughs> they used to play that song at when I was in elementary school at the end of gym time to tell us that we can leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny because it's like the song is incredibly famous but it's also really famous for um getting copied so for them to use this song uh or like the chords uh in this song uh i thought it was funny <laughs> i could see good. that and yeah the song is called prostitution it has layers it's like much of this this album. It's uh, very much like metaphorical. Uh, same thing what you mentioned with like the bomb. It's it's a metaphorical yeah. bomb. Don't worry. Um, in in this sense, it's a metaphorical uh, song, but it has layers. So you can, if if you don't know that the title is prostitution, and you look at the lyrics, you can just think like, oh, it's a song about love, you know. But then when you hear that the title is prostitution, sort of the meaning of it changes. And you can kind of, in the lyrics, um, almost see that it's sort of a song about, uh, from the point of view of a prostitute who is sort of looking for love through her work, but she can't find it. And it's almost not really abusive, um, but it's sort of like, you, you know, it's a prostitute. So the man is just like, you know, he's buying your love and it's not real love. I, I don't know if that already makes like a bell ring in your, in your mind, but what it's a metaphor for is the plagiarist selling his music. Yeah, now it's like tracking because there's what I thought it was, but now with like more context, I'm like, ah, okay, like you're selling yourself because at the at yeah. the end of the day, like yes, we we love sex work around here, like absolutely get your money, absolutely. But that's the other half of it though, is that it's a it's a service. It's you know you're you're selling your time and your body, and a yeah. lot of people do that, you know, one way or another. But when it comes to like comparing your your craft, your art your creativity um it can it's it's a very personable thing it's it's you it's your soul it's it's how you create what's in your mind and put it out into the real world and that can that can feel like prostitution <laughs> yep and especially if you like sell out right if you make the art that you don't want to make but you make the art that makes money yeah so that's the plagiarist but then that that's not like all of the metaphorical uh, stuff because it's also like a metaphor for his inner conflict 
So there's you can you can see the conflict between the prostitute and her um, client. Um, but then when you know more about the plagiarist story, it sort of becomes a conflict between uh, him wanting to make his own art, uh, not for money, and well, him making the art for his money. But it's all just a bigger metaphor again for the plagiarist just missing his wife and looking for fulfillment in his life, but not being able to find it with without his wife. Yeah. And you that's definitely like without knowing the the back plot or the background story, like you can still pull that energy out of it of like, you know, he's literally like show me what it is cuz like I, you know, yeah. you spent all this time like trying to figure out what love is and like the that connection, the good and the bad that comes with relationships and it's just like uh show it to me, make me forget about it actually. No, like yeah. I want to I want to feel the pain. Actually, never mind. Just like feed me words. And it's like, oh, no, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One thing that you notice in the music is like in these songs, the piano is like uh, they are low pitched tones from the piano and they are hard. So the piano is sort of uh, overwhelming instruments in these songs. And it kind of gives it a sort of sort of like rough uh, I noticed this on listen like 25 or something so (laughs) (laughs) but like keep just keep that in mind for like when we get to more of the songs towards the end Um, okie dokie i i also this is something they do a lot is the way i learned at music work is that like the chorus is always the same right is that the chorus i don't know english music theory yeah, like uh, you. So you've got your first verse, which is like a, a paragraph verse. of stuff, yes. and then you got the chorus, which is repeated yeah. a few times. The bridge is between the verse yeah. and the chorus. Yeah. So what I always learned was like, oh yeah, the chorus is just always the same, and the verses are different, right? Yeah. But one thing that Yorishka does a lot is um, they have like their choruses are always ever so slightly different and it's easier to do in Japanese I think because of the way that the whole language is structured with the alphabets that they use um yeah but like one thing I wrote down is like um it starts I I don't know if this is specifically like the chorus but they use this among other things to really tell a story throughout the entire song one thing he says, I can't just listen to wordless things all the time. And then in the next one, he says, I can't forget even the wordless things. And then it ends with, tell me wordless things more. Tell me more things. So it's sort of a progression from the plagiarist being like, oh, no, I can't have all these wordless things. And then he's like, oh, I'm trying, but I can't forget even the wordless things. Like He's trying to forget his wife and move on, but he can't forget even like the smallest things about her and the smallest things that they did, the most worthless things. He can't forget. Yeah. And at the I end, mean, he's like, I want more, actually. Like, give me more of those useless things. Yeah, to, to like remember her more by. Am I understanding that correctly? Like to uh, not yes. forget her? Yes. Oh he, my he, gosh. Does not, he, he does not want to forget her, but like he just wants her to be around. He wants to make more of those worthless memories. and he mentions in this song like that he wants to be freed from the bonds of today and he wants to be freed 
from the bonds of tomorrow, but he never really mentions the past because he doesn't want to be freed from the past because the past is his wife. And that's oh something going, going, going forward to. My heart. This yeah. reminds me of another album I want to tell you about sometime. It's only five <laughs> songs. It's a five song album. It's it's very short and it's not nearly as intricate, but it's got a similar vibe. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I do want to hear about that sometime. So the next song is the uh, Bomber song that you mentioned before. Uh, what's funny is this is um, <laughs> a re-recording of, of their song because this was just one of their early songs in one of their EPs. And it was written sort of about a burglar, so it fit with the story. And they were just like, oh yeah, this actually fits really well. We're putting it on the album. We're re-recording it. So it's almost like they plagiarized from themselves just an entire song. This is the fourth song, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I've been copy and pasting it on my computer because I can't on my phone to like get the lyrics on my screen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Compulsive bomber. The other yeah. one said adolescent bomber, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's um what Lover says is um they have really it all depends on your interpretation of it. And Lover has tried to sort of take all the poetic stuff uh and wordplay. There's a lot of wordplay too um into account with translating and there are some translations where i was like i like what youtube uh, captioned more than what uh lover made but um sometimes okay. it's also just called bomber so yeah but it's very um it's a rough song it's it's he literally just says yeah i'm standing there with a bomb in my hand i'm gonna blow everything away it's of course metaphorical as well. Like he wants to, he's very self-destructive and emotional at this point, and he just wants to stop hurting. And it's also his plan that he has to sort of um, expose himself. That's his way of destroying everything, including like he literally mentions later in the song, like I want to blow up all my memories. Um, and I want to blow up that summer. And that summer is when... I, I'm not really sure because that summer was not really when he met his wife. But that was when, I don't know, something happened. Yeah, they talk about summer a lot in this album. and which They talk about summer a lot in general. But it, it has to do with like what I said. A lot of what their lyrics are super poetic. And a lot of... Their lyrics sort of relate to uh, haiku and po poetic stuff from Japan, uh, yeah. where the seasons are really important. And um, there are like sort of keywords to signify that they are talking about a season. Um, and summer in general is sort of a lot about like reminiscing about the past. So they use it a lot. Yeah. And like I know in a lot of at least anime I watch, like a lot of romance plots center around like summer festivals and stuff yeah. like that. So that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And one phrase they use a lot is uh, Natsu no Nioi, which is the smell of summer. And that's one of those like poetic things. Yeah. 
So oh, yeah, just to, to read some of the lyrics that I wrote down. Uh, it's so cruel, all because she silently disappeared all on her own. It's so cruel, all of it. Um, this man is hurting. Uh, I want to blow up this planet so long as I can erase you. It's now or never disappear. I want to blow up this night. I want to remember only you. And that's why now it's farewell. Blow it all to kingdom come. It's it's just rough. I, you know, uh, let's make it rougher. Can I tell you what my wrote, my, what notes I wrote down for uh, the vibe check I got from the instrumentals? Definitely. I'd love to hear it. It's really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, d just to kind of lead up to song number four, you know, the first one I was like, oh, dramatic, edgy, lo-fi jazz. I love it. You know, it's a short song, but it's a good introduction. Yeah. Song two, I'm like, you know, it's kind of a jump in vibes. I like the slappy bass. You know, there's some and that was, you know, the the what is it? Justin King. Yeah, the Justin King slappy bass. So I did pick up on that. Um, but it feels like there's a hero's energy to the song. Song three, I wrote another jump. This one's like a music video, and I was talking more about the art style, and I love yeah. like the funky little dances. It, it reminded it, me of the the is it the opening of Chainsaw Man where it's the the future devil dancing? Oh yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's just like the future devil. <laughs> the future rules. <laughs> I love him so much. Oh. Um, but yes, the funky little dances and I wrote feels intense, but I'm wondering what the meaning really is about for the prostitution song. Yeah. And so we get to song four and I'm like, feels like a resolution or like freedom or like overcame something energy kind of light. Like I did not without knowing that he was talking about blowing like up, like literally or metaphorically, I just thought it was like, Oh, he's like got some sort of like resolution. Like, you know, there's some sort of, there was a conflict from song three yeah. that was resolved in song four or like a bridge between verses, if you will. Yeah. Uh, of like, Oh, we're okay. So we're going to maybe the next section of the story. So like I could see this being one of those like rising conflict situations where we've got, you know, he's really upset about his wife. He's getting ready to essentially uh, become a plagiarist, like openly <laughs> to the public. So he's just, you know, this is getting ready for that next part of the, the album, which I have no idea what's going to happen next. Because what I thought was going to happen is completely out of the window. <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that this song is kind of um, that transitional piece because it's not. But like the next song kind of is. It's the instrumental track again. Um, I think this is the weakest part of the album because it's literally just like a remix of a dude saying, oh, this is the end of the first side of the records. Please now turn it over. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. The uh, the the song B vibe chains flip it over. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That goes back to that lo-fi jazz uh, sampling energy, where a lot of the times they will get like clips from old movies where it, where, where they sound like this, and it's like now flip <laughs> over to the next track. Like yeah. that happens all of the times. So I was like, that's really cool, actually. Um, oh, that's really nice. I didn't know that. So it's it's kind of obviously like a transitional point, right? So. You, you notice it in the songs too, I think, especially if you know what they mean. Um, although, sort of, there are two uh, songs now with lyrics that are um, that are sort of the transitional point, and then there's another like instrumental again. So, all the instrumentals are kind of transitional points, 
but this one is the most like obvious one where it's literally like turn it over now <laughs> like we're going to the next part you did say that the the book was like split in two halves right like where it was yeah. the you know the background and then what's leading up to it right am i remembering that yeah. correctly yeah, it's so kind, that's of, kind of every, cool. every chapter is, is split in half. So the chapter starts with like, oh, um, I remember when I met the boy and he did this and this and we did this and this and I was walking here. And then the other part is, is um, the other half of the chapter is a part of this interview where he's talking about his past and about like why, how, how he makes music. He's exposing himself basically, but he's giving all the backstory as well. <laughs> Do you hear my cat? I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I didn't hear your cat. Okay, he's at my door and he's like, Mom! <laughs> Mom! I, I have thoughts too. <laughs> I want to talk about this. He interrupts all of my podcasts. Motherfucker. <laughs> Let me go open the door real quick. I'll be right back one second. I'm back. I'm back now. Like he's that. in the house. He's a good baby. He's just a co-host now. Yeah, he he's... uh Okay, so sometimes he'll just get on my lap and he'll be like, you're done. It's my time now. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> but no, you know, he's just he's laying down. Okay, so he's fine. We're good. We can keep going. <laughs> okay. So so after that instrumental track, we get to um the song called uh, Replicant. I don't know if you um knew that because I don't think this one was translated in the song. But it's called Replicant. It's probably a reference to Blade Runner, but I mean, we have talked about Nier <laughs> today, too, yeah. so um, you can relate it to that. It's so good. I, I love this song. It's um, I didn't get to read this beforehand, so I'm reading it now. I'm like, oh, this is Oh, that's cute. interesting. It's sort of the last of the more like dark, edgy songs. Um, so one thing that's really interesting is in the first verse, he talks about... Um, a sci-fi movie with a cheap set where many people die. He's like, you were always watching that movie. Um, and in the second verse, he's always talking about the movie that he wa always watched. And it was a boringly shallow film. And only after I leave my seat do I realize this is the drama I wrote. And like the sci-fi movie is about his wife, of course. Um, and he, of course, thought that she was... Like, she... She did not see their relationship as a boring thing like he did. She thought the little things were always amazing and out of this world sci-fi. Um, and of course, a cheap set uh, and then where many people die. Um, well, the person that died is his wife, of course. So, mm, Baby um, girl, no. But then the boringly shallow film that he watches is also their relationship. But in his eyes, it was a boringly shallow film. And but then he realizes this is the drama I wrote because of all the drama. Aww. It it's the song is very much about like fake things versus real things. So he often says, like, oh, everything but the heart is uh fake. And we are all fakes and the emotions are just the brain brain chemicals and stuff. Near automata. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Oh, no. <laughs> I was looking at my notes for what I th thought the vibe check was for the song, and 
it's kind of interesting because he's talking about being in the theater watching what we what we believe is Blade Runner, right? Um, yeah, well, that's what the title of the song is is based yeah. on. But it, 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 okay. it fits with with like the description, I think. I uh, apparently me yesterday was like, this feels like big time protagonist anime OP energy. <laughs> Are we even the same story? <laughs> uh, slight tone change, but not too much, you know, like. Yeah. It, it felt like it belonged, but it's just like something cool's happening here. I don't know what. I'd like to find <laughs> out. And now I'm just like, well, that tracks. He's in a movie theater. You know, there's a lot of plot. I can see that. But I definitely yeah. would feel, I remember feeling like this would make a great anime opening. Um, I don't remember if this one had a yeah. music video or not off the top of my no, head. No, it didn't. No. Unfortunately, I wish more of them did, but. I agree. So the interesting part here is that like um he says that the heart is is the own or not the heart and like words are the only real things or something. And then there's he is a thief, so he can steal whatever he wants, of course. But like the one thing he truly wants is love, but he you can't steal that. That's kind of the point of the song. Like you can't steal love, you can only create it with your own heart. That's true. You can't take it. You can only make it. So um, that's interesting. And then the last part of the song is really interesting. Um, I'm just going to read this translation. Um, Reveal everything with words. Write down your heart and love too. But even so, the sky really is terribly blue. That surely must be magic. In due time, the seasons will pass. Getting colder and growing older. At that moment, I'll finally understand. I'll also understand that blueness. It's, uh, I think every, is it every verse or I, I think it's every chorus ends with like, um, at that moment, but then nothing else anymore. So it's just at that moment without a conclusion. And then the ending is at that moment, I'll finally understand. I'll also understand that blueness. And what the blueness refers to is, um, even though everything is shit for him and, and he's feeling terrible. He goes outside and the sky is really fucking blue and it's beautiful. Even though everything is the shit and everything is fake, but the sky is beautiful. Um, and it's kind of also the sky that you're seeing right now is real, but all of your memories of the skies in the past are replicas. So the blueness of the sky is real. And only if he can like accept his past and move past his wife, then he can finally appreciate the beauty of today's real blue sky instead of his memory of a blue sky of the past. You know, that does make sense. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I've been in a vi not. I mean, I haven't had a, a, a I haven't been widowed before. Uh, so, you know, I, I haven't been married and I haven't had a spouse or a partner die on me and hopefully it won't happen, uh, anytime soon, yeah. but, uh, I have been where like, you know, the world feels like shit. I'm very upset. Like yeah. I'm pissed or whatever, or I'm very emotional, but, to to experience something so naturally like magnificent, um, and be in that moment, like being forced out of your own head into the present outside of your body is so incredibly powerful. Yeah. 
Like I, I will, I will never forget. I, re- I remember I'm sitting in front of an effigy. I don't know if you've, if you know what an effigy is. No, I don't. Uh, basically, somebody built this wooden structure. It was uh, like a, it was like a gazebo. It was a really beautiful, well done, like very trippy looking gazebo where you can like, the more you looked around it, like there was more things to see. It was just very beautiful piece of art, and it's designed to be burned. <laughs> this is designed well, to be destroyed. Oh, wow. Okay. And so at the end of the uh, of that day, at night, they set the effigy on fire. And so oh, I just remember beautiful. I'm sitting there on the uh, sitting in the grass, just staring at this beautiful uh, structure that was I was playing in the day before. I was, you know, wow. running around it. I was in there with my friends and to see the whole thing go up in flames was so just like huge. It was a very intense because it's a large flame it elicits like a lot of emotion out of you and so i'm having this moment of like i had my own shit in my own life that i was upset about but like to be in such a to perceive something so intensely beautiful and deep and meaningful yet like there's no meaning in it at all it's just some wood that somebody put together and we set it on fire to look at it but like it was oh it was incredible i will never forget how i felt that day (laughs) I love that because I, I, I okay I think now would be like a good time to introduce this like Japanese poetic concept of uh, mono no aware, which is basically um, that there is beauty in uh, the passing of things in in the uh, non permanence of things. So you know cherry blossoms how they are like super important to like Japan and like yeah. the whole culture there. It's yeah. sort of because because of this idea that there is beauty in those cherry blossoms because they only bloom for like a super short period of time and then you have to wait a year again. Yeah, we've got something like that here in Florida too. Um, I forgot what the serious cactus flowers. They only bloom for like a week at night. Yeah, and, and that's sort of... And it's the same with a sunset, for example, right? The sunset is yeah. like really short and are are like the colors of a sunset beautiful or is the sunset beautiful because it's so short and you can only perceive those colors for a little bit before they're gone uh another one uh that's very common is like youth it's very much like a thing that ends at one point and you can look back on it but you can't relive it so that's sort of this this concept it's difficult to explain but like it's really interesting to read about and uh yodishka loves this concept and they do a lot with it um and then yeah that's that's really what your story with the the wooden structure and the fire made me think about because it's it's part of the beauty that it was only there for a little bit and that then you you watched it as it went up in flames yeah and it's like i knew it was designed for that like the sun is designed to to rise and set every day but you know yeah, it it was designed to to like be burned but something about that in and of itself is beautiful there's beauty in that dang this is deep (laughs) it is (laughs) and we're only scratching the surface so replicant is is kind of how I perceive it, like, like I, I mentioned that like this day-night cycle is really important. The season seasonal cycle is really important. But if Replicant is sort of the drunk at night and you're all philosophical and upset uh, song, then the next song, uh, Hanamotase, is uh, waking up the next morning with like a hangover and no memory of what happened last night. 
that's like literally some of the lyrics but oh my goodness are you familiar with uh badger game badger game badger game no it's sort of a um again it's sort of uh we're talking about thieves here so this is a particular scheme where usually like a man and a woman work together um and they sort of imagine a married man is at a bar and um this woman uh starts flirting with him and sort of gets him drunk and or maybe even drugged and then she goes with him to his house and the next morning she wakes up in his or he, he wakes up and sees that she is in his bed and he's like oh shit well i already have a partner like i can't be seen with this woman right yeah but the woman did it on purpose working together with her own like male partner mostly <gasps> who then like walks into the room and it's like oh my god what are you doing I'm, I'm explaining it i'm doing a poor job no. at explaining but it's basically like no i know what you're talking purpose, about purposefully tricking someone and then extorting them basically uh this happened in, have you seen hamilton the musical no i have not uh th that's a whole like part of the the musical slash history is that uh while uh hamilton's family was away at his wife's father's cabin or whatever uh he was wandering around drunk and this girl was like i need your help i need your help and like seduced him and uh you know they 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 slept together and at her house but yeah the husband yeah. comes in it's like hey yeah. you're an important politician and uh you you can keep sleeping with her you just gotta pay me money and he's like uh, i guess yeah. that's fine and he so goes it, with it. it can be that but it can also be without all the sleeping parts so it's just like waking up in that person's bed and then the husband walking up it's as long as like the man in this question has the sort of idea that he slept with the woman which he doesn't know because he was probably like drunk and or drugged um, yeah they can extort him basically um that's the badger um game and the the title of this song is sort of a wordplay on this uh on badger game and uh flower so it's it's translated as like flower scheme sometimes it's translated as flower and badger game something like that and this flower in this song is important because what the song sort of the the story that the song makes is the plagiarist waking up in the morning and his wife is no longer next to him but instead there is a flower so it's not a badger game, but like a flower scheme where there is suddenly a flower in his bed and he doesn't know why. For the rest, like the, like the song is pretty straightforward, I think. Uh, for the rest, he, he just wakes up and there's all kinds of... He, he doesn't remember last night and there's like a lot of stuff that is not his and that he has no memory of. So like a hairbrush and makeup supplies and stuff. Like it's, there's stuff from his wife still in his house. But he either doesn't remember his wife or he's like, I, I, I haven't wrapped my head around that exactly. Like, does he literally not remember his wife? Has he pushed it away so badly now? Or is that just because in previous songs he was like, I don't want to remember and I want to destroy the memories? You know, I think it's kind of like a dual thing of uh, like after you get out of a relationship um you kind of do just forget slowly 
Like you start a new routine, uh, you, you know, the, maybe some people will like completely just get rid of everything and get rid of all the memories, like physically, like clothes or toys or whatever, or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but sometimes maybe you don't find it all, or maybe you just, you keep it all around because you're still grieving. But, uh, I could see where like, maybe this was the first morning where he woke up and genuinely didn't remember his wife, but like there, all those items are still there and. Uh, it's slowly coming back to him. I don't know. Yeah. I've I've found objects where like it was a sock. It was my ex boyfriend's sock, and that full sent me into oh yeah, my life has changed dramatically. Wow! <laughs> In yeah. X time, just because I saw a sock that wasn't mine that I for some reason still had. Wow! Yeah, I I, th- I think that helps. I think I'm thinking too much about like the chronology of the novel where it's like she passed away like years ago. But in this sense, I, I think it could be that it's recent and that's why he drank the night before and now he sort of doesn't remember because of his hangover. Uh, but there's all this stuff and why is it here? Why is there a flower here? And at one point he even says, like, I think I'm, I think I'm like a victim of a, a badger scheme, a badger game uh, thing, but I have no proof for it or something. Um, it hurts mm. because at the, end of the, at the end of the song there's this... In, sort of slight shift in like the melody and stuff and it becomes like tomorrow you'll surely come back you'll come back home with a casual look on your face i can hear the door opening now and you saying sorry i'm late i'm always waiting for just words patiently waiting for the afterglow of the sunset and that again can be analyzed into like depths that it's like he's not waiting for his wife to come back but he's waiting for the afterglow he's waiting to look back at those memories happily instead of like in pain and griefing yeah and like the song starts with him being like hungover and being like i don't remember anything i don't know anything but at one point in the song he's like actually i do remember a little bit about last night and about my life continuing without you so that's him slowly like piecing stuff together uh this song listening to it without context i wrote feels like one piece potential i can't explain it (laughs) also uh love story ish but like power of friendship ish like i definitely was sitting there i was like this kind of this could be a one piece opening um but now i'm like maybe not (laughs) (laughs) maybe not maybe not it's it's um it's interesting i've I've really i i didn't have this song on my radar i listened to it a bunch because i listened to all of their music a bunch but I've really gained like a deeper understanding and deeper love for this song through analyzing all of it. Oh, and yeah. again, they do they do this interesting thing with the the choruses. Like I said before, like uh, it starts with "and I awoke in a room with no one in it," and then later it goes to "and I awake in a room with no one in it." So it's like present tense, and then near the end of the song, it's like "and I go to sleep in a room with I go to sleep in a room with no one in it." So it's again this like day cycle, um, and then later it turns to "I will live in this town with you, not in it." Um, There's which is uh, Oof. There is a song that does this that I every time you mention this, where it's like it's the chorus just slightly changes to continue the story. It's a very short song, and you don't have to listen to it now, obviously, but I'm going to put it in the thing. It's called Sweet Hibiscus Tea by Penelope Scott. Mm. And um, it's it's a breakup song, 
Uh, and it's 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 kind of upsetting, but it's one of my favorite songs that, you know, like if I'm feeling moody, I'm just going to sing it. Mm. But um, the chorus is and I'm not your I'm not your protagonist. I'm not even my own. I don't know anything. I don't even know what I don't know. And if you look outside, you'll see disintegrating trees, uh, the artificial way the sunlight bounces off the waxy leaves. Um, my heart catches on every thorn. You're already halfway out the door and I've never looked so old and I've never been so cold and it's 85 degrees and I don't know what I need. Uh, so the second time they go through this, uh, it changes to, uh, the way the artificial way the sunlight bounces off the glitching leaves, my wet heart catches on every thorn. Um, and I'm so tiny and I'm so old. So it's still the same, but they slightly change it for yeah, the like impact. And so every yeah. time you mention it, I'm like, oh, I remember the first time I heard like the chorus slightly changed for that, like more emotional. Like it's very subtle and it's very little, but it's like, ah, but it tells a story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. that's nice. I, I, I don't know if I gave it enough justice that it deserved because I, I was like, I don't want to dwell on a different song from a different I'm, artist I'm for too to long. It later. I'll, I'll let but, you know what I think. Ah, it's it's ah, it's so good. <laughs> so the next one is again like uh, an instrumental pulling from some classic music. Um, it's the, the title is the most interesting part. It's like early adulthood music thief, but like the early adulthood. Uh, is a specific like Japanese word that refers to the second quarter of one's life, typically being like ages 20 to 40, which he is uh, still in. And it really drives home this point that the plagiarist feels like a person who's at the end of his life, but he is he actually still has like at least half of his life ahead of him. He's only in the second quarter. Oh my God. But that's kind of all there is to that. Uh, so my notes for this one, this is song eight, correct? Uh, I think so. Okay. I wrote sexy piano, Brooke, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's eight. <laughs> and then I wrote, are the short song transitions in the story? Like, are, is this part of it? And then I wrote, Ooh, the water drip drops, lo-fi energy. Ah! <laughs> in, in the instrumental tracks, there's generally like a lot of, um, sounds added that do sort of mean something if you have read the novel so there's a lot of glass breaking which is really important and later on that's actually in one of the songs with lyrics there's you just hear knocking on the door which always freaks me out because it sounds so realistic and i always think someone is knocking on my door <laughs> i was listening to this at work boss don't at me if you hear this um but i was listening to it at work and i really thought that someone was knocking at her office door and i took the headphones out and no one was there and i was super confused <laughs> almost like you woke up in a room with no one there I, 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 yes exactly <laughs> um the next song is plagiarism itself uh, that's the title interesting because usually when when there's like a song with the same title of the album it's like right at the start or right at the end and this one is sort of after the middle yeah which is interesting i have a lot it's, of notes on this one it's very much plot related apparently um they pulled a lot of like chord progressions melodies and stuff from other yurushka songs especially like off of this album i i'm bad at like hearing things so i've never really listened to this song and thought like 
oh, that's the part from this song or something. But it's cool that they patched it together like that. I agree. He's calling everyone idiots, basically, for praising his music while it's plagiarized. And he says that they don't understand the true value. But then he's like, well, am I not the same? Uh, which is interesting. The song is very much about this plan that he has of exposing himself and how he got to that point and why he wants it. And that he's looking for purpose and gradually learning that this purpose for his music and his creations, because in the novel, he also like just makes a lot of things like one important one is in the past he made a pencil case for his wife and it was a really shitty pencil case but he made it himself (laughs) and she like uh kept it for all those years um baby yeah and with his wife gone he desperately seeks like purpose he he can't write music for someone anymore because the someone that he writes music for is no longer there the muse is gone yeah. Oh, I'm having feelings. I'm having a lot of feelings. Um, yeah. You, so the earlier point, uh, when I was talking about Tony and like, you know, it would be difficult to write a love song about our relationship that would be interesting because of all, yeah. you know, the, the boring things are actually like the super important. This is where I started having that thought process because the, the the cool thing about this plagiarism song is that one, it had a music video, so I could pull notes from how what it meant from the visuals. But I also know that music videos don't always match directly with the song meaning. So I yeah. was keeping that in mind. Now, uh, it seems a lot more literal knowing about the background of the story. Yeah. But two, the lyrics, um, I got to see the translation on screen. And so that helped me a lot as well, but I still was kind of lost. Um, but oh my goodness gracious, I had so many feelings. This, I, this song, I think it's it's one of my um, it's it's one of my top three Yudushka uh, songs from all of their songs. Yeah, because now it kind of tracks like with his with him being a plagiarist, at least in his eyes, whether he really is or isn't. I guess is up yeah. to the eye of the beholder, but or the ear of the beholder, if you will. But uh, I like, and you'll see a lot in the music video. One, they didn't show his face a whole lot. I, I noticed that in all the music videos, it was either like yeah. a cartoony face or they didn't show the face at all. But it was interesting that this was the MV with like an actual person in it. Yeah. And he was breaking metronomes, he was breaking instruments, records. Like, mm. what I, I wish I could understand really more of what that meant. Like, was that him being self destructive? Was that him trashing on his own craft? Um, was that all the different things that he used to to make his art? You know, like it's 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 interesting the choices that they made. But yeah. and there's a lot of walking. I don't know if you've noticed that. I have not really noticed it. In the first music video in prostitution, the main I mean it's it's like kind yeah. of blurred the lines of the musicians and the the main character and the antagonist. Plagiarism, the the plagiarism MV. I have difficulty interpreting it. Yeah, but I did notice in that and then the last couple music videos, there's a lot to do with walking and journeys and like, you know, the the beginning of a journey and being a little more peaceful than the re- the, the end section of the journey of them walking. So even though it's not like literal, not all of them showed them growing up, but, you know, it's them traveling some sort of path in that timeline yeah. of their journey. And I think that's really interesting 
choice because I do see that some themes from certain music videos, even though they're not all the same artist helping with the music video, um, they still keep a few key things like the masks, which we'll get into later, walking, uh, you know, um, that struggle internally, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think the 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 struggle is is mostly what their music is about. It's it's very much about struggling emotionally, um, just in general. Yudushka, their songs, and also um, like growing up. A lot of their songs are about growing up, and a lot of the the plot as well. Like the the novel is also very much, like the the love story of him and his wife is very much a story of growing up. Yeah. Oh, I, I wrote down some some lyrics again um, because at this point he is very much like uh, by now I've already by now I've already long forgotten why I started music, but I remember it wasn't for want; it was for something beautiful, wasn't it? And that's like he forgot. And I think, as opposed to the last song, I think this is a literal like forgetting. He forgot what his motivation for music was but he knew he didn't make it just because he made it for something beautiful and that is of course his wife and at one point at one point the song sort of breaks and it's i don't know if it like is very noticeable if you don't know the japanese a little bit but at one point he's like soda like really uh sort of angrily and it's like that's right uh losing every last bit losing status and love and it all the night you can see after you've lost everything anything and everything must truly be beautiful truly truly beautiful it's it's again sort of the same conversation we have with like the really blue sky Mm -hmm. this is like this man lost everything like his wife gone all his inspiration, motivation, just gone. And presumably also his career because he's going to like destroy that. Gone. All his status, his fame, gone. And still everything that lies like after that is so incredibly beautiful. And that, that somehow, like every time I hear it, it's the song of like he's talking about his struggle and he's talking about he doesn't really remember why he made music but this and that and it's his whole plan and then at the end it's like bam and he really gets into it and then it's like but it's so beautiful it is uh... and it, it just it always hits hard i've listened to this song like so often it always hits me you know <laughs> you know that that meme when when people are emotional, they'll like lock themselves in their room and play the opening to Tokyo Ghoul really loud. <laughs> yes. This is now my equivalent. The, <laughs> Just it, slam it, the door and blast plagiarism. It, it kind of literally is for me. I, I cried so much when I listened to this song. Uh, this is, it's just a banger too. It is it's a banger. Like, He's he's stuck in his memories, but he also mentions in his song like he wants to love, he wants to make new new music. He says, "I want to write about the love I still don't know. I want to know something beautiful enough to fulfill this heart." So, it's also again he is sort of getting to a point where he's ready to move on. He's like, "I have this past. I had this beautiful love, but what's next? 
like I want to know love that I, I I want to learn about the love that I don't know yet and I want to know something that's beautiful to fulfill my heart again like he wants to move on now and I you know I'm having mm, pogging um yes I I like that I am now the energy that I had for it before is correct and now fitting into the storyline because I had a similar read on it but I because again I only knew it as there was a a woman singing uh there was the you know with the visuals I was like oh is this is this all talking about how in in my mind at the time I was like oh she she I thought I thought the plagiarism was talking about how music was not genuine like you can only get so much of understanding what love is through media at face value but um like it's all cheap like you know uh she wants to experience it for herself and have that moment and like be whether it's spoon fed someone teaches it to her or she discovers it on her own and you know like that was what i thought the journey of this album was going to be was uh you know like this almost spiteful fuck you to God of like, fuck you. I want to know. I want to know what love is. Give it to me. I'm so tired of being by myself, you know, but not in the sense that's like where they were uh, obligated. Is that the word? Like, there's a word I'm looking for. It is not in like a, a a bad way of like, I deserve it and it's mine and it should be mine. It's just more so like, I'm ready now. It's this deep longing for it. Yeah. This deep longing for it. And so from that perspective that I have, and now that I'm like, oh, wait, the, you know, shuffle around the Rubik's Cube and put it in the puzzle correctly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so this is, you know, getting past the death of my, of the wife and now getting yeah. ready to relearn what love is again. And oh. maybe even acknowledging that it's going to be different than what it was before. Yeah. Ah, I think so, so cool. And I think what, what's beautiful about the album is uh, what we'll see in the next songs is that he's not there yet. So even though this song is kind of like, oh yeah, he's he's moving on, right? He's getting there. It, he's the got album the right does a idea. great job at showing that it's gradual and it takes time. It's not like one snap at your finger and like, boom, now I'm over it, you know? Yeah. Takes it's time. very realistic in that sense. I appreciate that. Oh, and man. The, the last part of this song is like beautiful because it's like this really repetitive thing where he's like, it's not enough. He, he keeps on repeating this through the song and at the last part it's just like it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough i'm not enough no it's like, Oof. but it's also kind of the first time where he is like looking at the situation and sort of sort of he's not blaming himself of course but he's sort of looking at the situation all the hurt that's there all the shit that's there how much he hates the world for for like not understanding him and then he's like this is with me you know yeah like i i can't really explain it well but it's the first time he he projects it onto himself that's a way of uh sort of saying it yeah and it, it feels even though in the song it's like really smooth like it's immediately like continues the way I always hear this song and feel this song is like that it's like it's not enough it's not enough it's like sort of screaming and building up and then there's like a really deep breathing in and then I'm not enough and it's like all of the shit he has on his shoulders just like falls off right it's like it's this really freeing moment where he's like I'm not enough and then ah 
And that's so important for entering a genuine, like, equal romantic relationship. Like, it's it takes two to tango. It takes two to bring stuff to the table. You can't be completely saved. One person can't carry this on their own. So, like, for him to yeah. realize to enter into a space where he can do this again, like, he's got to recover and it's going to take time. And, ah, it's so cool. Yeah. And then the next song has, like, what I think is like an incredible MV, even if it's only for the aspect ratio on that video. Dude, I loved that music video, but it also scared the hell out of me because there's a lot of ways it could, the visuals at least could be interpreted. Yeah. Um, but now it makes sense because, again, I went into it with the main character is a, is a woman and it's like, whoa, we, we've got this man with the mask, <laughs> middle-aged man with the mask, and he's the main part of the story. And I'm like, what's going on no. here? But, you know, again, gender, gender's whatever. So I'm like, ah, I'll move on. But yeah, and I, I think what, what the songs do really well and what the novel does really well, too, it's not about like the fact that it's a man. It's about like a person experiencing all of these things. And you can very easily, like what you mentioned before in recording, like that you have you don't have the experience of like your partner dying right? yeah and, but you can still sort of get um you kind of get things from the songs and and from the story and apply it to your own struggles and your own past uh i think it, you do a really good job of that with not while they're they are telling the story of this man it's not really about the sort of character he doesn't even yeah. have a name in this it's very much about like the feelings and what's happening how it's interpreted by the yeah. you know that's really cool because a lot of art i think is a, a lot of people try to make sense of art you know they're like oh well you know because i know the artist and this is what the artist went through like he's completely yeah. removed himself out of that like he's named yeah. he's faceless he's he's got a, a a brand name that's still you know vague this i mean even the album art like is really hard to kind of piece apart and make sense of it. But, yep. you know, this gives a lot of opportunity for it to act as a mirror and how yeah. you fit your pieces into it. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. But the MC, there are so many... If you've read the novel, like, there's way more that makes sense. Like, you see the boy he meets and, like, the boy's mom. And the boy's mom is also important because at one point the boy sort of tells the plagiarist the the plagiarist is basically babysitting the boy and they spend a lot of time together um, and the boy reminds him of his wife and then the sort of I'm not, it's not even like a friendship it's just the boy is just there doing his homework while the plagiarist is reading the newspaper or something it's very much like reflective of how boring the plagiarist thinks of his past with his wife um so he sees a lot of his wife in this boy, and that's very confrontational. But at one point, the boy's like, oh, yeah, you should meet my mom next time, too. And at that point, it kind of clicks for the plagiarist that the boy is looking for a father figure, but that Aww. he is not ready to move on. Even though he has grown fond of this boy, he, he like can't move on yet and think about like dating his mom, right? So yeah. Um, you see the boy and and his mom in the in the MV. Um, you see the boy knocking on the plagiarist's door and the plagiarist ignoring it. Uh, you see the the 
uh, plagiarist's wife. You see the wife on tiptoes, which is also one of the lyrics and stuff. You just see a lot from the novel. It's very nice. It's also oh. a super poetic song that's difficult to translate. Uh, it's it was also said in the uh, in the whole analysis like this is a difficult song and it's very poetic. It has it very much has this uh, mono no aware thing that I explained where it's like the beauty of passing, um, and and hmm. that there's beauty after something is over. I. This, this song too, I, I, I've i really recently gained, like, I think in the last week even, I've listened so much to this song and I've really gained a new, like, appreciation for it. I think it's beautiful. I agree. And, like, thinking about it now, like, the masks, the scene with the masks really screws me up for the second time today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for for the listeners at home, if you haven't seen the music video yet, you should. You should watch this music video. But um, the guy is sitting in his living room, and he's got a, a mask on. But it kind of looks like the Guy Fox anonymous mask. Yeah. Uh, not like one for one, but very close. And so finally, he starts to like try to rip it off his face, like it's like glued on, like it's part of him. So it's not so much that uh. I, I'm interpreting it as he didn't put on the mask himself, but he more so grew it. And yeah. it's like a part of him, like as maybe a defense mechanism or something or walls he built up. Yeah. So he's trying to get past it. He's trying to rip it off his face and there's like blood coming out of it. Like it's it's not that gross, but it's pretty gross. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, you get to see his face because faces have not been revealed for the majority of this plot line in terms of music videos. And there's another mask. <laughs> there's another mask. And then and later a- there's a scene where just the floor is filled with all these masks and he's still wearing one and he's just tired of ripping them all off. Yeah, it's so like, a, what was it? It was a, it was the Guy Fox mask. It was an Oni mask, which I thought was interesting. And yeah. then it was a clown mask and there was a bunch of them, but it was interesting to see. Because if I under, if I remember this correctly, like in Japanese theater, they have masks like that a lot to represent what the characters are in the play. Um, or like there's different qualities to the masks to like, you know, they're not all identical, but you know, like the, oh, this person is this because of the color and the shape of the nose or how the eyes are, you know, like this is your protagonist, this is the antagonist, but it's just kind of interesting that he's been going through these roles in trying to like open himself back up. But at the end of the day, like he's still just the, if you will, the anonymous mask. Yeah. And yeah, I he, thought that he puts was cool. That mask back on at the at the end, and then it does actually like crack a little bit at the end, and then it's. Over. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, you should you should watch it again. <laughs> I will. Like that, there's some lyrics still too. It's um, like it starts with like the the sound of glass getting smashed, the act of ripping apart some kind of paper, the setting sun after a farewell. Surely, even you understand that they're beautiful, right? It's again this sentiment that like passing things are beautiful, and he's basically saying to his wife, "Surely you who have passed like yourself, you understand, right?" Yeah. And then this this is so poetic, and I don't remember what like famous haiku it was, but one of the there's one part that's basically one to one from a famous haiku uh, in 
Japan, but then it translates to um, I'm stuck by a rain of words. A winter tumbles down on me even as I hold autumn dearly in my arms. From behind the spring mountain, one more breath of smoke rises and the summer wind wind breeze, the summer wind breeze, the summer breeze uh, across my cheek. It's like the passing of the seasons again, but it's very like... It, it very much evokes this feeling of like time passing and things passing and moving on and sort of this also this like cyclical thing right because winter yeah. comes while you're still fully in autumn right and then oh there's the spring mountain and suddenly there's the summer breeze and then you can't imagine holding autumn again and then winter tumbling down again and it's it's a cycle time keeps moving whether you're ready or not yeah you know you want to be back in the past you want to you don't want to leave this moment and uh, or do you want to, you know, pretend like you're still there, but really, you know, life's moving yeah. on with or without you. And he says, I don't want to die, but I can't live either. That's why I write songs. And then later I write these hollow songs. It's... Oh, the yeah. Song the... is... oh, it's beautiful. It's, ah, what was it? I, I read it earlier and I was like, oh, no, my feelings. Where is it? Where is it? Um, I write songs to hurt others. I'm writing these hollow songs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're hurting my feelings. All right, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I write songs to hurt others. is like really interesting because the plagiarist no longer writes like songs for, from his love of his wife. Right. But he writes like these super aggressive songs about blowing everyone up. That's kind of what he's talking about here. And then, he makes the observation like, wow, the songs I write are hollow. Like they don't really have meaning. Whereas were I to write about love, it would be meaningful. Yeah. Sort of what I think about it. Uh, uh, this, I'm having a, a moment. <laughs> Do you think that the instrumental songs that are like the minute and a half, two minute songs that are in between without the lyrics, um, my brain is like, well, what if... The songs that like have meaning and like him being genuine is the ones with the lyrics, but the ones that are like more plagiarizy, the ones that are like, you know, stuff he does in between, like, you know, for work, like those are the the in between. Am I making any sense? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I do think that there's definitely merit there's to that idea. Because like the first few songs were like heavy on the plagiarism side, and then after that from what I can tell with the research that I did, not so much anymore. Yeah. So it's also as he progresses through processing all of this, um, the plagiarism in the song sort of fades away a bit. Yeah. Ooh. And I, I still have one more part of this song that I thought was really beautiful because it's very like poetically saying like the Krauss song is dyed a deep red or it becomes like a deep red. And I plead for this loneliness to transform into song. The word goodbye dyes you a deep red. So that's again like that where part of the song of the chorus like changes uh, to tell a story. Uh, and now I wait for the night. See you tomorrow. My mouth slips. So throughout the song, it's like his mouth slips goodbye. Because he is sort of going through this. If plagiarism is about the plan that he is going to do, 
this song, Thought Crime, is about him doing it. He's full-on facing his past. He's looking at himself in the mirror, literally in empty, and letting like everything go over him and accepting it. Um, but goodbye slips from his mouth because he wants to say goodbye. He doesn't just want to like forget about his wife, right? You, you um, know, can really confront those feelings and accept it. Yeah, and it, every time he says like "sayonara," kuchini akeru, but then at the last part, it's not "sayonara," but it's "mata ashita," and it's again like sang in such a way that. All the A's, sort of, you still have them in the sort of same place. So it all sounds almost the same, but ever so slightly different. And instead of saying goodbye, he says, see you tomorrow. He's not saying goodbye to his wife. He's saying, you will live on in my memory. And tomorrow, I will think about you again. No. So instead of a scary thing, it's he's accepting it, and it's a part of his life now. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of get into the last section of, of the album, sort of with the next song, which is Running Away, I guess. Escape is what it's sometimes referred to as well, I think, more often. Escape. I cannot sit still listening to this song. It's, it's so... It's, again, like, it's back to being, like, really jazzy. Uh... I have to like dance, I have to snap my fingers or whistle or I cannot sit still and be <laughs> quiet with this song. I have to move and make noise. Um, what's interesting is I mentioned like the really loud piano and the really low tones and like it's a deep overwhelming presence and ag almost aggressive piano in the first few songs. In this song, it's very soft and way more higher pitched but it has like sort of the same rhythm and everything so that's super interesting um when you think about the whole like deeper meaning of it yeah wait so is this one song 11 i think so yes okay yeah i definitely got that like jazzy reflective but calm yeah. off the first one so but that one was short it was this little a little song right the next one is is short okay but like this one is is very much it's called escape or running away and it's very much like escapism the song he's he has faced his past and now he is just thinking about the good memories with his wife oh this was the long that's, song that's really all there is to it yeah and i think it's beautiful because the music is pretty fast and jazzy and also like the the verses are really it's not rap of course but it is like fast it could it could be rap if it was sang differently yeah in terms of the speed so but Swiss voice is really gentle and soft and femme like you said it yeah but it it's almost like she's just like really gently sort of riding the waves of this music she's like she can perfectly match it like, I, th I think she's an amazing singer. Like, she can... Absolutely. She can, there's different songs from Yudushka, too, where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then this album started where she was, like... She sang a lot deeper than normally. Do you actively remember that? Now I'm thinking about it. I was like... Very good. She, she switched it up, I remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and after this album, there's an EP. It's called Creation. It's sort of the um, other side of this album. Um, but it's only five songs, and they're more or less bonus tracks that didn't make it onto this track for story reasons, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, two of my favorite songs are on there, and one of the songs on there, she's like super low and it's like really it's really cool to hear Ooh, okay we're gonna have to link that so i can hear that later i'm gonna link it definitely because one of the my favorite song of all time is on that and um it has like a beautiful mv that's just about this story so you see the the summer festival and the the fireworks you see uh the woman playing piano and crying which is also really important Mm-hmm. for the plot you see the cherry blossoms you see the pencil case you see a dog that sort of smells her hand and doesn't interact with her because she's probably already dead and she's sort of watching as a ghost um <laughs> it's so sad no. but yeah the next song is is the the short one mm-hmm. um it's called childhood within memories it's he's just diving deeper into his memories and into his his past with his wife he's like accepted it and now the rest of the album is like him making um this soft music about his wife and about their memories and about how how good everything was and how beautiful everything was i'm gonna get emotional i'm gonna get emotional (laughs) i always cry with these last two songs they are so beautiful have you seen the movie A Whisker Away, the anime movie? No. You should watch it. Okay, let me write that down. These last, <laughs> these last two songs are from that movie. And one of the songs of the Creation EP, too. Okay. But like they basically asked, like, yeah, we, we want some music. Do you have some music for us? And Melvin, I was like, yeah, you can have these three songs. <laughs> and, then, me. and then he was, he was surprised by how well they... Um, they fit the movie because they were made for this this storyline, this plagiarist storyline. So the first one is a uh, night journey. It's um, yeah, very soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a very stark contrast to Replicant, where he was like, um, memories are fake, and only uh, what was it? Only your heart is real. And in this one, he he says, you probably forget, but only memories are real, you know, because he is inside of his memories now and because he's with his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because in his memories, the wife is, of course, still there. And now he, yeah, he has to live with the fact that she's not there, but that she's only in his memories. And ah. the lyrics are, are really like about his past because one of in one part he's like, hey, if we one day become adults, I wonder who we'll grow up into. And he's like, so there's something you you'd like to do in the future, like you have a dream. And he's like, well, my dream, I guess I'd just like to see you doing what you want to do. And that's like extra sad because she's no longer here. I feel the tears. It's like his wife gave him purpose. He's like, he didn't have a dream. His dream was to see his wife fulfill her dream. Oh my gosh. 
I'm getting emotional because I understand the feeling. Oh, oh my god. Oh, okay. Uh, there's the, a the brief explanation of the emotion I'm having is uh, I, I've told people, like, if I'm in a work scenario where, like, uh, if Tony is my Luffy, I am his mm -hmm. Zoro in the sense that uh. King of the Pirates is not my dream, but I believe in it. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make it happen. And so if my Luffy's gone, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And so that's where it's like, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I I feel it, too. And the song is there's some like really beautiful like wordplay in it as well. There's like the whole chorus is like, how to, how to, how to, how to, how to do, how to do, how to, nay, except. I, I I messed it up, but it's like very much like whoa, you're just repeating things over and over mm. again, and somehow it makes a song. Um, let me check because I can perfectly do it, except when I'm on a podcast. It's hara 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 di ha do do hara 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 di ha do do hara. Yeah. Where is that at? And so I can look at it. And it just means like gently, gently, gently falling across the clear field, the poems you chant and anemones. Anemones, it's like, again, like an important flower to the whole plot. Oh. And then the next one is like the epitome of, of it's, it's the final song. And it's like, uh, it's, it's probably... If if that one song um, on the creation EP is my favorite song, this is my second favorite. It's I I, I just cry a lot when I listen to this song. <laughs> and I mentioned that that this song and the previous one are from a whisker away. Uh, I like by complete coincidence, I ended up rewatching that movie uh, last week. This time with my girlfriend, I cried when the music dropped and not because of the movie but because of the music and because oh, i was no. thinking about like the whole story and feelings it's, it's beautiful it's a very soft song it's it's like if i can quote the um analysis by loafer because i think it's just like a perfect explanation of it um it's more childish than any section this is the conclusion of a journey through the plagiarist himself a rough and violent exterior, but a tender and kind soul at the very center with childlike innocence. Mm. And that childlike innocence and the tender and kind and soft soul at the center is, is this song. And again, this one is very much about summer and like the, the smell of summer that I mentioned before is very strong in this one. Mm -hmm. um, and what the, the sort of climax of this song is, is it it's called the ghost in a, in the flower, and the climax of the song are these lyrics where he says, "I see it now too, the ghost in the blooming summer flower," and it's the plagiarist's full realization that his wife is not gone, but his wife lives on through his memories, and because they have such strong memories of the anemone, uh, uh, an, an, anemone flower. <laughs> and of like mm -hmm. cherry blossoms um whenever they bloom 
he she will live through their shared memories of them blooming so every year he still goes to see the cherry blossoms he used to do that together with her now he does it alone but when he's there he's with her she's there in memory her ghost is in the flower and oh, I'm gonna that's cry. sort of the ending oh. she's not gone she lives on as a ghost in the flower through his memories I uh I have the I'm tearing up I'm tearing up <laughs> me too oh, no. gah Oh God! Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, when, uh, listening through it the first time and watching the music video and being able to kind of like read the lyrics at the same time, uh, that was kind of the energy I got. But more so, I thought it was that they just grew apart and they wanted to connect oh, no. back with each other. Cool, because that's what it looked like in the music video where they both grew up and they both had to go their separate ways. But it's, like, it's kind of what happens because they they meet when uh, the plagiarist is still in. What's the first? Uh, like, like what's middle school or you something? Have, you have high school. You have middle school. What's the first one? What's oh, elementary one school. That? Elementary school. See, the words are different in different languages. It's so confusing. You could <laughs> say grade school too. That I would get the. And in Dutch, it's like the translation for like basic school. Oh, and then middle school is middle school. We don't really have a middle school. We have like elementary school and high school. Oh, like so. Okay. So like middle school is kind of split between what we would call like elementary school and what we would call high school. Huh. But but our high school is called middle school. Yeah, I know a lot of it's, people also uh, call it's, it. It's, it's anyway. It's <laughs> they meet. They meet when the plagiarist is um, still in elementary school, and um, his wife is actually seven years older. So she's in middle school, and she's like a lot older than he is. Oh, and that makes sense. When they when they first meet, it, it's not romantic. There is some sort of connection between the two, but it's not romantic. And then, of course, she is in middle school, and I think. At that point, she goes to high school, so they get separated just mm -hmm. by the fact that there's an age gap. And then by pure coincidence in his adult life, he meets her again when she's playing the Moonlight Sonata uh, on mm -hmm. the piano while crying. <laughs> oh and then he seeks her out again, and then they meet again. And it's, yeah, I think I think they did it well because it... So often with like stories, it's like, oh yeah, there was an age gap, and then it, there's always this awkward part where it's like, well, it's kind of seven years is like, what when you're an adult, it's not a, a big, well, it is kind of a big age gap, but it's not like problematic or anything, right? But when it's in school still, then it's like a huge age gap and like difference in like, yeah, what phase you are in your life, and I think. In this story, it, it, when I first read it, it was like seven years. I was like, ooh, where's this going? You know, you know, kind of scared. But uh, then it was like, and then the, the, and then they were like separated from each other. And, and they it didn't get romantic until they re-met when they were both adults. And I was like, ah, good. You know, I feel this. I uh, I've dated somebody who is nine years older than I am. So 
I completely understand. Like we never, we didn't know each other in grade school. We were in completely, you know, separate parts of the state, but it was just kind of that moment of, uh, when you were in high school, I was in, I was, oh shoot. I was, I was still very much a child. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it it also like in the same breath, uh, even though they've met as adults and it, it is different to a degree when like i mean 18 year olds shouldn't be dating 40 year old men but at least that's that's me but uh with him being almost 10 years older than i was like in his mind like you know marriage children were more important to him than me and not to like air any laundry but that's just you know I, i get it like it's still a thing like we are in different phases of our lives uh person to person and not necessarily just because of our age gap but I can still completely understand the plot now because I was wondering why she was so much taller than he was in the music video. Yeah. It's <laughs> because it's like, she is seven oh, years older. Dang. He's into the MILFs, huh? Jeez. <laughs> but hey, also, uh, my favorite joke was um, it wasn't that he was uh, robbing the cradle, but I was robbing the grave. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, um, we're, we're still good. We're still friends, but it's just like... That's, oh. always, that's always good to hear. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's just interesting to see something like that in media. I don't normally get to see uh, the experiences like that in media. I'm like, oh, I get that. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> usually it usually it's like borderline creepy where it's like the, the guy is usually the older one. Yeah. Um, the, the adults dating the high schooler or something. You know, that's that's just often what you see it yeah but whew. it's um, interesting and also that it's like that she then passed away and yeah i think it's interesting i did notice in the music videos i mentioned earlier that some of the qualities from other videos were in you know vice versas and uh at the last song the um where they're at like the summer festival her mask yeah. falls off and i thought that was really interesting it's really interesting because that is um i it's footage from the movie uh a whisker away so in that movie there oh. are masks and the masks are relevant for like that movie hmm. i didn't realize and that. somehow cool. it also fits really well with like this whole story yeah and uh, what was the other thing with them being in grade school and then the faces covered up in the music video before the ah, no, it's just it's so cool. <laughs> um, but the, so this is the last song of the album, correct? And then there's yes. the, the next one, the EP, but yes. Uh, so how I don't even know how to ask this question of like. Because obviously this has impacted your life incredibly. Um, it's become a hyperfixation of yours. You've done a deep dive on it. Yes. It's, it brings you to intense emotions. I started so like, learning Japanese because of of their songs. For real? Yeah. Because I've I've we've been friends on Twitter for a while, and you started learning Japanese a while ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's been more than two years now. Oh my it goodness! It was around the time when I when I first listened to this album. But. It's like specifically one of the songs because I actually took notes on this. In October of 2020, 
they released a song called Eat the Wind. It's on the EP. It, it, it was just released as a single first because the EP was released after that. It's, it was the first song that released after I knew who they were and had listened to like two songs of them. And for this, this is the song that I heard where I was like, I feel these lyrics. I don't understand them, but I feel them. And it was sort of a, a push. I want to better understand like the nuances of the song and what they mean. Yeah. And that's why I started learning Japanese. And have been for over two years now. That's incredible. And all people always assume that it's oh, is it because you like anime? And it's like, well, it's probably like part of it, right? It yeah. helps, but like that's not the main reason. No. It, oh, I'm having emotions. And then my favorite song is also on that EP, and that's it's called Spring Thief, and it's very much, very much about the plagiarist and his wife. I, th- I think what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna the the for the listeners the link is already all the way on the top of the uh, Discord channel for this episode with mm-hmm. just the playlist itself, which is the album uh, on YouTube with uh, for the songs that have an MV with the MV, and um, I think I'm also just gonna make a more sort of extended playlist uh which also has like the creation ep with mvs on there and uh i think also they have like album previews and short videos like that that do relate to the mvs because the man that we see in the plagiarism mv is also seen in uh what is it I think I think the album trailer and it's like slightly different footage. I think I'm just gonna make an extended playlist, pretty much, with that's the plotquas director's cut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And um, uh, I'm gonna put a link in the Discord too. That is um a guide to plagiarism and creation that Lofer also made. And it's um, it has links to uh, the translated novel, the lyrics for plagiarism and for creation, the full analysis of plagiarism, the full analysis of creation, and it has like a little plot summary too. If you don't want to read the whole novel, but do want the context of the the summary, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I'm posting that like right now. Hell yeah! Because I have the link here. Anyway, I said we wouldn't end up with a long episode this time but i did <laughs> a long episode this time i'm not mad about it i'm not mad in I the slightest like, i took notes that i could probably do in like 45 minutes but uh, like we just had so, that's that's what i really liked about this episode we had so much like discussion between the two of us and so mm-hmm. much like input from you as well i think it was a good decision to have you like listen to the album before thank you i i agree because like i i mean don't get me wrong i love coming into something blind i love like hearing it for the first time in recording but i think with the the full to, to really grasp the full breadth of this album it was really nice to be able to just listen to it as is and then have all the puzzle pieces like 
you know, it's, it's just like, all right, we've dumped the box out. I'm staring at the yeah. pieces. And then you're like, actually, this is the full picture. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've had I've had this for like the last month because I've been hyper fixating hard on this album for the last month. Actually, I first wanted to do it about the two other albums that I mentioned because I, I've read those storylines uh, like a year ago, I think. And it's like this tragic, beautiful story, beautiful songs, too. Uh, and I was like, you know what, just for just to be complete, I want to know the story of this album as well, mm-hmm. just for context and for myself, because I had never looked at this. I've been listening to this album since it came out and I never I knew that there was a novel, but I never read it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to read it for context, you know, and I was obsessed because Absolutely. there's layers to this, like uh I've been listening over the the past week, especially. I've listened to the album at least once a day. Uh, Today, before recording, I listened three times to it. Oh my Uh, gosh. I think yesterday, also like two times and the day before, three times again. Like I've I've just been obsessed and it's almost like every time I listen, there is something that clicks in me where I think about all the themes and the stories and I hear something in the music or I read something in a lyric where I'm like, Oh, and at one point I, I typed in my notes because I, I was thinking about one of these songs when I was taking a shower. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. That's that's when for me it clicked that um, the um, thought crime, the song mm-hmm. the, with the MV, with the masks and the white aspect ratio, that was when it clicked for me that the whole thing is about facing your past and accept learning to accept it and that even though you went through shit in the past and you had a horrible time and um you went through so much hardship that you can still be a happy person after and that things can still be beautiful afterwards <sighs> that clicked to me and i i was so surprised because at that point I had already read the novel, I had read the analysis, I had listened to the song a billion, a billion times, and then still it clicked. And yesterday, I think when I listened to uh, Thought Crime a bunch more, or yesterday or the day before, that only then did I start to really deeply appreciate it as much as I do it now. So it's like I feel like every time I re-listen to it, it's partly a new experience it's there's so much depth in it Ah, it's beautiful (laughs) i love content like that i love that 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 sort of eureka excitement and i wish i could put better word you you explained it already perfectly but just that pure serotonin excitement i get the same thing with chainsaw man and i won't delve into it super hard but Oh my goodness. I get that all the time with Chainsaw Man. Like recently I discovered that he's slid in sign language into the manga panels, which adds a whole other layer of depth. I'm That's like, what? Fujimoto, really you madman. <laughs> I love that. Um, but not all the time, you know, but just every once in a while, like I think it was some, uh, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, it's just like details. N- new, new details, learning on meanings yeah. uh, of represent. It makes my brain explode. And I love it. I love this kind of complicated stuff I get to pull yeah. apart. 
And for me, it's so meaningful that you like also connected with it, with with the music and with like my explanation of it, because I've been obsessed with with Yodishka for a while now, and and there's like not a lot of people that I know that like this kind of music. And like, how do you get into the fact that there's this whole like story and depth into it if people don't like? seek it out because it's also in a different language like you listen to it and you don't understand all of this depth and why i'm so obsessed with it yeah ah, i no. was uh th this summer i was I, I went to uh london and i stumbled upon the japan center there which was really cool they had like a little restaurant there and they had like actual Japanese books there but also just manga and like some some merch and like Japanese food and stuff it, it was really cool uh, I bought a um a, a Jojo magazine and like the mm -hmm. the original Japanese uh version of it nice um, and when I say magazine it's like a thick book like <laughs> full of interviews and stuff but what I what I want to say is I was in that store and they were just playing Japanese music and suddenly I heard like one of the Yodishka songs that I really liked and that was such a mind-blowing experience to be in a store and like naturally hear that song yeah oh I oh I like, am... that never happens oh. but like oh it was mind-blowing experience and like they mean so much to me and and their recent music too. Last year they didn't release. This was their most recent album that they released. Mm -hmm. So they released the Creation EP afterwards, and for the rest, it's been a few um, singles. Mm -hmm. And they, I think, two weeks ago or something, they announced that they are uh, releasing a new album soon. I think in March. Ooh! Uh, with like a bunch of songs with the singles that they released on it. Um. They there is an anime. It's called uh, Kaina of the Great White Sea. I think the Great Snow Sea. Okay. It released like two days ago. They did oh. the theme song for it. What? I mean, <laughs> so there's... of course I started watching the anime. Of course. <laughs> um, it's so not an anime opening, which is really nice. Yeah. But like all of their songs, those singles they released, like a bunch of them, also throughout. 2021 actually um there's like eight now i think that are going to be on the the new album they're all really good and apparently the new album is going to be like a picture book an art book Ooh. because the 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 cover art thingies for the singles are all like artwork actual artworks and they all have mvs so there's like a lot a lot there Oh, oh my goodness. So <laughs> I'm having such a moment. Oh my goodness. Um I'm so Also one last thing. You yeah. mentioned Eve. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as a link. Um there's a thing in on a Japanese um radio station where they have two artists who host a radio program. Uh so like every week one of the artists hosts it, so it's um, in even weeks it's one artist and in uneven weeks it's the other artist and they do that for a year and then there's new artists um last year uh sui was one of the artists 
So the singer of Yodishka was one of those hosts for the radio. That's so um, cool. I stumbled upon someone who translated... Um, oh, there's a new one, I think? Um, I, I found someone who translated the episode where Nabuna was like a guest host. So there's like 52 minutes of Sri and Nabuna. I still have to watch it, but like the the... Thumbnail has Nabuna saying, I'm going to be the Pirate King. So I really want to watch it. <laughs> uh, so we also did one uh, where Eve was the co-host. Oh, that's cool. So they, uh, Eve and Sui also made two, um, two uh, collaboration songs. So without Nabuna, so it's just like S, Sui. But um, they made two really good songs. One was, I think, for like valentine's day for like a japanese store or like japanese chocolates or something <laughs> and then the other was a while later but like they're good songs i'm adding those to like the extended version playlist that i'm making too i think nice a nice like packaged present of yeah uh to to just pull apart and unwind and really absorb that's also, like Eve makes such like badass music, but like on that radio show, he was so like, he had like big uwu energy. Like mm. it was really funny. <laughs> he was so soft and kind and uwu, little fingers and everything. It. I love to see yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's really how he sounded. It was funny. Ah, um, I'm glowing. This oh, is good. So much. <laughs> there's so much. I I I I always love hanging out with you. You were wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for Thank being you. in my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for making this podcast. It's such a joy just also just to listen to it and to like um, hear how excited you 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 are in listening to all of, all of people's hyperfixations. It's genuinely a joy to listen every week, Thank and you. it's an honor to be on this to to like rant about about my favorite artists. Yeah. Yes, it's honestly, this is how I live my life. I, um, it's a, there's a, there's a selfish aspect of it of like, yes, give me more serotonin, give me something to be excited about. But also, uh, I, who was it? I want to say, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, um, one person was like, oh, like, this is how you like can better connect with people. Like you can learn how to people, you can connect how to, with other people and like yeah. really, uh, learn how to people better I guess and I'm like you're kind of right like this is how I live my life like everyone I live with I am always prepared for an hour sit down for them to just explain to me something that makes them happy my coworkers, like everybody I'm just always here for it and that I get to do this weekly or several times a week even it's it's gives it gives me life <laughs> I'm so happy that's, that that's, I, Moonshot lets awesome. me do this <laughs> that's really good I love it Thank you. And, and I think I'm it's sorry for again running so long. <laughs> oh, I did a poll and, and at, at the end of last season, literally every single person who responded to the Google forums that I released said, we do not care about how short or long the episodes are. That does oh, not bother us. Shit. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> so I always remember that in the back of my head, like reading 15 people are like, it could be five hours and we wouldn't care. I'm like, oh yeah, these are the same people who watch like eight hour victorious review videos. Like I get it. <laughs> 
we're we're all here. <laughs> we're all good. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was just about about last episode. I was a bit like, "Ooh, we ran like really long." I'm so sorry. And right now, I was like, "Okay, I planned everything perfectly," <laughs> and then it was like, <laughs> I did not plan to have a conversation. <laughs> if anything, I'm more shocked if we're under if we're like 45 minutes or less, like to the T at the very end of the episode. It always blows my mind. I'm like, "Well, we just started. What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people do it because. Whenever, like, I was struggling so hard with how I was going to present this whole story. Because, um, like, I can't do the novel justice in 45 minutes. Nah. Like, it's it's either, like, a two-minute uh, really short recap or, like, the full thing. <laughs> and it's all or nothing. The same with the album. Like, I, I can't keep talking about every song and everything that's there. And I was like... But but if I only pick a few songs, it's not the full story, and I can't like fully express why I love it. So it's it, I was like, ah, ah, how do I do this? And then ah. ultimately, I thought like I think I just either I, I thought I think I just have to send you the plot summary in advance, and then you have the background info. And then later, I was like, no, wait, I should just make make them listen to the songs, and then. Then like we can talk about them. Yeah, I I like that a lot. I I don't know how to wrap up this episode because I want I do just want to keep talking about. (laughs) We're we're pushing three hours here, but I'm like I want to keep talking about. Oh, I don't know my my audacity stopped telling me how long this recording is. It's it's fine. The recording's fine, but it's just still like yeah, I have no idea how long. Oh wait, no, I have a timer. The timer should tell me. Oh, two, yeah, two hours and 14 minutes since I've started the timer. So, yeah, two and a half hours, but still. <laughs> um, ah, that's I, nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Um, is there any last thoughts that you have before we begin wrapping up? Oh, I forgot to send something oh, no. on the Discord. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, as I said, like, I love them so much. Um, I talked about the song uh, Eat the Wind a few times uh, where that was really like the turning point where I was like, I'm obsessed with them and I feel what they say. Um, and I made like arts back back then when I was feeling super inspired. I did post it once. I'm putting it in the chat now. Oh, that's so good. Like I'm not... I, looking at it now i think it's really funny that the sky is like really fucking blue because like (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, i really like the perspective that you have i am shit at perspective and yours looks really really good oh the only thing i can do remotely is perspective because i'm not i'm not like the best artist because i barely ever draw so i don't get my practice in i just every now and then get this spike of inspiration and i'm like boom i'm gonna draw and this was the first time I drew something entirely like from my head on paper without like just looking at a picture and being like, I'm going to draw this exact picture because <laughs> I've done that for Kingdom Hearts and for like The World Ends With You mm-hmm. where I just drew like Shibuya, um, not tracing, but like looking at the picture and being like, I'm going to draw Shibuya too from the exact same perspective. And, you know, mm-hmm. this was the first time where I drew something entirely like um by myself yeah it was inspired by that song eat the wind um 
and specifically i was like feeling this lonely and sad in that no. like period um i had like a bit of a rough time moving on from a breakup um, mm-hmm. back then i had a lot of growth to do like it was it was good but it took me like two years to get to a point where i was like um happy again sort of yeah um happy with also being alone and like i had some like unhealthy crushes and like that that didn't end well uh because i was instantly from from the relationship i was still like hurt and then immediately after that it was like as a coping mechanism it was like a super obsessive crush for like months and then after that i was sort of dating someone and then after that it was suddenly there was no one i was alone but it was good that was what i felt at that moment it was good to be alone and i was happy being by myself and having sort of the idea that maybe i'm alone for like the next 10 years but that's fine too Mm -hmm. you know and that was when i read like the song lyrics that was exactly what the song was about and i was scared because i was like what (laughs) i'm so proud of you i did not look at these lyrics and so the lyrics are like only you only you don't understand this hope an unsold heart is fine. To me, it's beautiful. And that's what inspired this art. And recently I've been I've been super inspired by um by this album and by diving into it. So I I did draw something again. I promise these are like the closing thoughts and I will <laughs> stop <fine>. talking <laughs> in a few minutes time. <laughs> but um I'm gonna post a link to the tweet with the art i made this like last week and again it's not like uh i i captioned it like that's why i stole it (laughs) i saw this and i was like there's something to this i don't know what it is there is something to this and it came across my feed four times (laughs) there's something to this (laughs) beautiful but and and again it's not like the most like um perfectly drawn drawing because like i barely ever draw so i draw what's in my head but i'm I'm like really happy with how it turned out because it was just like the idea that i had on paper and i made it myself it's my creation it's no plagiarism <laughs> mm-hmm. <gasps> and uh I, that that was the the closing thought really I'm, I'm working on like a lot of i have a lot of ideas for art now and what i want to do and i'm, I'm learning blender so um that's kind of the the last time I was still talking about like streaming on YouTube and stuff, uh, but that's sort of over now. I'm I'm working on like making more art, mostly inspired by music and around these same sort of themes, uh, because Nudish guys deeply inspired me. Mm-hmm. That makes me so that happy. That was my closing thought. <laughs> I'm so proud of your growth, and I'm so happy that we got to share this together today. And um, this is gonna this is gonna be with me for a very long time, probably my whole life. I'm probably gonna be like sixty, and I'll be like, "Well, child, let me tell you about this album I listened to in my 20s. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate this too. I, I what I like about this recording is I think it ended up being like a lot more personal and sort of vulnerable than I expected. I I I sort of at first when we picked this date. And to to talk about music, I was like, I didn't think it was going to be that deep. Maybe probably just as deep as Mean Kingdoms episode. 
Um, but I didn't anticipate to be so intensely vulnerable myself. Like I was expecting you to be vulnerable to a degree, but I didn't anticipate it to be like, cause with, with kingdom, like my vulnerability with the album happened after the fact, like I still listen to that album on repeat constantly, but for it to happen live on air is like a whole other experience. It's like, whoo. Whoa. Yeah. It's um, nice. I, I like this a lot. Yes, I agree. And I this, this this leads into my weird brain of like, I feel bad because we do eventually have to stop the recording. <laughs> and I don't do. want to stop because it's like, he's like, no, we're having a moment. And it's like, yes, but <laughs> we do have to stop the episode at some point. <laughs> yes. Poor listeners. They have to listen to all this rambling about uh, a plagiarist and uh, about a novel or an album or poetry or whatever it is that this is about. <laughs> you know, I have an idea for the album, for the the album art, the thumbnail art later. I'll tell you it after the episode, so it's a surprise Ooh, when yes, it comes out. But, um, can I have one more closing thought? Yes. We can end the episode episode like right after that. But, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, like some of the themes were like the can like things be original and thus like context around art matter or is it purely the art itself? In the novel, there's the sort of um, the plagiarist explains it as like if I were to make like a, a hit hit song and everyone loves it, and then after the fact I were to kill someone. Um, obviously that would impact like my popularity but what he says is like does that impact the music that i make like the notes are the same you know the notes don't change uh, and that's one of those themes like does context matter for your enjoyment of art or is art objective as like the notes here are good and it doesn't matter who plays it and how they play it the notes are good so the music is good and it's at the start of the album, and the plagiarist sure seems to think that way, and that context doesn't matter. And with how much Nabuna like inserts himself and his own ideas in the music, I was kind of afraid that Nabuna agreed with this, because for me, the context is really important. Like I think the what I feel thanks to a song is more important to me than what the song in itself is. Like what kind of notes are playing and what you know, if yeah. I if I like how it sounds, I like how it sounds. And if I can gain a deeper understanding and deeper appreciation for the music through a story like this, and probably also through talking to you about it, um, then that means a lot to me. And I was afraid that Nabuna was like, no, context doesn't matter. And no. Um, but I was glad to hear that he had a more nuanced take on it, because from one interview... Um, there's the following quote, um, which is from Nabuna, so from the producer of this album, from the writer of the novel, from the mastermind behind Kyodishka. I thought that the act of how the music is put together itself could have meaning as a creative work. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't know the concept of how I created this, I don't think you need to know. It's okay if you just think, I like the piano melody. Or if you think it's just a boring, monotonous song with a lot of sounds layered on top of each other. There are many ways to interpret it, and that's the beauty of appreciating a work of art. 
Thank you. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm having a moment as an artist, as a human, as somebody who loves somebody else. I'm having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm not crying. You are. <laughs> That's right. <I'm> crying. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, through this episode, I'm like wiping tears. I'm like, relax. Yeah, relax. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Uh, so, if somebody listens to this album and has an existential crisis or a big learning moment about who they are, and they want to talk to you about it. Where should they find you on the internet? <laughs> um, is it is it still funny to make a joke about like Twitter maybe not existing anymore next week, or is it like old by now? Um, I mean, Twitter has outright stopped working on some platforms, so it's still cool. Yeah, that's kind of the only place where you can find me, though. <laughs> or in, in, in yeah, you can find me at uh, Twitter.com/slash/blogwas. Yeah, Discord, um, baby. Or in Discord, and. Yeah, it would honestly because the music means a lot to me and because I don't know a lot of people who have listened to it, it would absolutely mean the world to me if someone were to listen to like the album after listening to this episode and just letting me know what they thought of it. Even if you think like it's it's shit and you will never listen to it again, like I just want to know. I need to know. Uh, so that would mean the world to me. And if if you don't want to listen to the entire album and you only want to listen to one song, I would highly recommend listening to um, Thought Crime with the cool uh, aspect ratio MV or um, the one that I posted in Discord where you see the dog. That's uh, Spring Thief. It's from the Creation EP and that's my favorite song of all time. And I think the MV is absolutely beautiful. So if you only want to listen to one or two songs, please make it be those two. And mm. that would mean a whole lot to me. Oh my goodness. I definitely got to go listen to Spring Thief after this. And then I'll be screaming in your DMs like, ah! Yes, please. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, find this podcast on the internet, you can find it at Twitter.com forward slash the hyperfix pod at Twitter.com. Um, you can find me on the internet at I appreciate your butt at Twitter.com. So either way, you talk to one of those profiles, I will scream about this with you. But I think the best place to, to have a whole emotional moment about it would probably be the Discord where we all can have an emotional moment about it together as a family. <laughs> um and so the link to the Discord is in the show notes. And uh, thank you to Moonshot for giving me the opportunity to have this podcast and have this moment. Um, it means so much. This is so cool. Um, you can find Moonshot at MoonshotPods on Twitter.com. Um, or is it Moonshot Network? Yes, Moonshot Pods. Um, and they've got a lot of cool stuff going on. There's so many incredible podcasts and people and events that is happening. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's good. Um, the intro music is by Offuscate. That is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. And you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Um, they do some incredible stuff with, uh, just in a short amount of time, you know, it, I'm having a moment. 
Um, I think that's all the credits that I have to, that's all the things that have to be credited and, and discussed. Um, thank you to um, Yorushika for the, you making music. You're probably not going to listen to this episode, but if you do, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that would be crazy if they slide crazy. into my DMs. <laughs> Bro, I mean, when it happened with, with Kingdom's episode, I lost it. I was like, what? <laughs> that was so cool. That was I wild. saw that and I was so, so hyped. I was like, oh my god. Um, like, I, I mentioned this on the Discord. Like, that episode was a lot of fun because, like, the music that Kingdom listens to is very much not my music. I get no enjoyment out of it. But, like, listening to the episode was so interesting because... Kingdom and I do really get like our appreciation for the music that we like comes from the same place. So it was really yeah. cool to hear. Emotions. Human emotions are wild, great. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I sure Is there anything else that I have to do before the end of this episode? I don't think so. I always get all brain dumb by the end of this because I'm all like infatuated i guess i don't know you have to take in so much information <laughs> so much information so little time well i hope you listeners uh take some time for yourself for yourself drink some water reflect stare at the sky not at the sun stare at the sky stare um, at the blue 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 sky the blue 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 sky and um listen to this album and uh appreciate your day make art do your thing think about things yes, pull it make, apart make put art back together and, and- <laughs> Make the art that you want to make without, like, limiting yourself by your abilities or what other people think your abilities should be. Just make what you want to make. Exactly. That's something I have to tell myself all the time. And make I it for forget. you. Do it for you. Even if it is just Denji holding a penguin, do it for you. <laughs> do it for you. Um, be safe. Don't die. Drink water. Do art. And have a good day. <laughs> Badoop. Badoop. <laughs>
Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus-abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words Podcast, only on the Moonshot Network.